If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help Dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power Dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Yeah. Welcome to J.L, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's something about that track that makes me feel like it cleans the palate. Whatever was going on in your day, it just mm-hmm. cleans the palate. What's up, y'all? This is the J.L podcast. This is Jill Scott. And this is Aja Graydon, Dantzler. And this is Laia St. Clair. I don't know why we're doing our bill collecting voices, but I'll take it. Absolutely. Take it. I love that voice. Yeah. Yeah. That is my favorite Jill voice, though. You do it in that record about Philly, oh. and I can listen to that oh, record yeah. over and over again. That is actually, like, one of my favorite records. I mean, I'm sorry. I know we're not talking about that right now. But she sounds like the like lady in the Wiz that's announcing the colors. Yes! I want to be in the Wiz. I feel like there should be another Wiz. I'm with you, but not the last so many. one with the new music, because... I don't want to say, but I didn't care for that. Okay. You know, I just I just love The Wiz so much. It is such a, you know, a staple to me. Mm-hmm. And the performance was, the performances were so amazing. You know, I'm just like, I, I can only see like Chris Brown as the scarecrow. Yeah. You know, and I don't know who Dorothy would be. That's a hard one. Dorothy? Damn, she's too old now. <laughs> I was stuck in the 90s. I was about to say jazz. That's true. Diana Ross wasn't young when no. she did it. What yeah. about Janelle Monet? Hmm. Jasmine popped in my head for some reason. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I would yeah. love that. Yeah. That would be some soul singing for your ass I right there. I would love that. I want to hear her sing home. Let's go. Oh, my God. Although I hear you can on the internet somewhere. Jill, I mean, come on now. Now, you know, you know that you would be Glenda. I would love to be the Glenda witch. Now, you know you would be Glenda. I would have to be God darn it. Although she would fuck him up with Eveline, though. I would enjoy that, too. I I realize that that it would typecast Jill to be Glenda. Yeah. Yeah. But she's got to be Glenda. I would like to hear her sing No Bad News. I don't know. I I would like that myself. No, I'm sorry. I love you, but no. Mm-mm. Okay, okay. Uh, Tin Man. Anthony Hamilton. Anthony Hamilton. Oh. That's interesting. I guess because Nipsey wasn't a dancer. Anthony's not either. 
Right. That's what, what I was you saying. Mean Nipsey wasn't a dancer. Oh yes, I'm sorry. That was crazy. Did I just say that out loud? Yeah, I, I did like, just say that you out did. loud. Yeah. Excuse me. You said it. Forgive me. Or Anthony Hamilton, or I could actually see Titus. Yeah, Titus. Bear, uh, not Bird. It was Titus' last name. I yes. could see Jamie Foxx. Nah, As he, the he the whiz. He the whiz. Ooh. He's the whiz. Yeah, I like that better. I like that better. He's the whiz. Yeah. He's the whiz. Who's the lion? And wait a minute, gag. Guess who I would want to direct? Oh, wait, who? Steven Spielberg. Oh, so you're making this like a real intense, like... I think it, it should be. I think it should be. The storylines is still prevalent. You know, not being able to get a cab in New York City. You know, yeah. drugs and drug paraphernalia yeah. all around, you know, all of that. I think Lizzo would be in a good yourself. lion. Ooh. Oh, I would love that. Yes. Oh, I got chills. I got chills. Caught my better side. Wow. Yes. Come on, me, no lie. Man. And yes, you ain't black if you ain't seen The Wiz by the age of 30. You must. You, oh. you must. You start today. By 30, you should know all, By the, seven. all of the dialogue. I'm giving them, come on, you know, millennials and shit. You got to get them. 30? Those are the kind of movies that, you know, they tell us, first of all, they're super entertaining. The fashion, the music, mm. the star quality. You know, mm. Ted Ross it was straight out of Broadway, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and Nipsey Russell is a legend. Mm. It's a smooth, beautiful way. And tap dance, culture, giving culture in the middle of the story. I love that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Lena Horne providing grace and class like out of nowhere. A baby Talib Kweli. I don't know. I just. Mm. I loved everything about that movie. I was so hurt, actually, as I got older, though, because, you know, like much of art it is perfection and problematic at the same time (laughs) so there are some things about the whiz that as i've gotten older i'm like ah it's indicative of the time Mm -hmm. yes it doesn't make me love it any less but it's definitely indicative of the times you know yeah it's so interesting where we are right now as black folks on film to have all these options to go places that we haven't gone before. And then it yields the question of, should we still be hitting the same themes that we've been hitting in the last 40, 50 years on screen? I say yes. I say, let's do it all. Um, let's do it I all. Say, let's all do it, it all. We're all in agreement. These boxes, man, these boxes don't fit. Our stories are way more dimensional than just grandmama got diabetes and <laughs> uncle can't get a job and Shayna got three kids and, and, and nobody to help her take care of them. We've got more. It starts to feel like propaganda, you know, to keep right. us in the same mind frame. I don't have an issue with grandmom's diabetes or anything. I just think that what happens is that we don't view people in their humanity. Yes. So the mundaneness of Black life is excellence. We can look at all those same things. I just think sometimes what happens is that we don't have Black writers writing for Black mm-hmm. stories. And then we also don't see dimension in these characters. And let's not get it twisted. I think we discussed this before, but like last season of TV was Lovecraft. It was P-Valley. It was mm-hmm. I May Destroy You. The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And thanks to Misha Green, just to go back and for those people who say too, I'm tired, we've done a lot with the slave narratives. It was also underground at some point. Mm-hmm. Ma'am. Okay, so all I'm saying is we can do it all because we mm-hmm. got so many stories yes. to tell and ways to tell it. And ways to tell it. Yes. So now you just pop, pop, popping like popcorn because that's the thing. The theme itself doesn't have to change. It's how we tell the story mm-hmm. and from what vantage point we tell this story. We could only make movies about slavery yeah. from now until the end. Mm-hmm. And we would have so many stories and points of views if we were willing to see the humanity of the people who experienced it. Right. If we were willing to write them as people, mm-hmm. as humans. I remember when uh, 12 Years Slave came out and uh, again, it was like a group of people that was like, oh, here we go, another slave movie. Now, granted, it's a movie about slavery, but for me, I still thought it was a different narrative because I was like, well, it's about 
a freed man getting kidnapped, though, and that's some ill shit. We don't usually see the story of free slaves and what happened to them and what potentially could have happened. So mm-hmm. why we got to do that as another slave? The delicate nature of their freedom. Yeah, and the relationship between the black woman and the white woman that we saw with Lupita. I don't know. I'm not one of them people like, yeah, I'm, I'm done with our history. We said that a lot. I'm, I definitely appreciate it, beloved. Mm. Love it was dark and it was haunting but not in a horror story kind of way. It's telling that spiritual story of how we're existing. And we do that. That's a very big part of who we are as a people. Mm-hmm. Grandma done dreamed about fish. Somebody's pregnant. We live this way. It's, it's. I mean, it is a cornerstone to the way that we express ourselves and our experience in this country and how we stayed alive, mm-hmm. how we resisted. Mm-hmm. Our revolutions are based in it. The Haitian revolution started with the voodoo. It started with a specific spiritual time for people in that country. I want to see that movie. I want to see that movie. Mm. Nat Turner, that entire revolution was based on his spiritual beliefs. We would have seen that so, movie. but yeah. The idea of spirit being led by the spirit, all of those things, like you said, talk about with Beloved, this is how we start to unpack all of the layers of who we are, mm-hmm. that all these things are tied together. And they're not in that, you know, lazy narrative of that, oh, yeah, well, we just took the white man's religion. and blah, blah. It's like, no, what we have always done is developed a way to survive, taking what we've learned and then pushed all the way back with it. Mm-hmm. And some of us just rejected the shit all the way. I want to see that movie. I want to see a movie about the Maroons, about them folks that just went into the swamp and then did not come back. Right. Emancipated their own damn self. Daughters of the Dust. Daughters of the Dust. Yes, yes, Julie Dash. Mm-hmm. How do we not even discuss that? Yo, Sankofa, which was required. <laughs> Sankofa, though. Well, let's talk about this whole thing, too, where I know my thoughts about it, but the conversation about some of these narratives or black narratives that that are particular about heroes in America and our history as African-Americans that are being played by black Brits. Oh, that some of the black actors and actresses here are like we having a hard time finding work. Yes. As it is. Uh Mm-hmm. So what's the what's the count? Where we at? We got a Harriet. We got a Martin Luther. We got a uh, twelve years. Oh yeah, that's right. Twelve years, my man. We have the television show about cocaine, Snowfall. Yes. Yeah. Back to what we were talking about specifically. We're talking about like sleep, you know, and and Uh movies. And I think we had talked about this, I think, once before. You're going to see a thousand gazillion Holocaust stories. The Holocaust stories are not over. Obviously, it was very traumatic to an entire people. It was it was terrible murders and, and rights just stripped from people. So, yeah, they're going to talk about that for a long time. I don't really see a reason why we can't examine slavery. In different narratives. Yeah. In, in different narratives. I think it's actually imperative that we do in order to build self-pride because not everybody do you think we're embarrassed that yes. some of us some people are, some people are because to be honest what we this is not politically correct to say slaves we're from emancipated people what is it, emancipated people enslaved, enslaved people, people. Mm-hmm. enslaved people enslaved people mm-hmm. that doesn't come from a, a perspective of being ashamed i think that's more so about saying that these people were not identifying them as slaves so they're identifying them as people who are being enslaved, mm-hmm. but not that this was like some condition of their person. So I, I get that part of it. So we did that. We changed that narrative. We changed I would love that. to go into the insanity of it all. The horror mm-hmm. movie where the slave can't hold it. They've cracked open. I'm sure that that had to happen. It most definitely did. It happened actually in to Christopher Columbus. His son had his throat slit by an African that escaped into the mountains in Hispaniola and was never found. Mm. So we've been pushing Uh back violently (laughs) since the onset beginning. Since the beginning. We'll be back after the break. Before AI can help your business predict demand, accelerate growth, inform decisions, automate tasks, reveal insights, generate content, you have to trust it. 
Introducing WatsonX Governance. Helping you govern any AI as data, models, and policies change so you can scale it responsibly. Let's create AI that begins with trust with WatsonX Governance. Learn more at ibm.com governance. IBM, let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Showing Jet, a 1968 Gordon Parks Life magazine article yesterday. Mm-hmm. And you can see that in the beginning of the magazine, everything was shiny and gonna sell a car, a beautiful car, and have this cigarette with this drink. Everything was like that in, in the entire Life magazine. And then you got to Gordon Parks segment, and the walls had holes in them. And you could see the plaster behind, the floors were dirty, washing clothes in the bathtub. The husband got caught on fire trying to keep the house warm, stuffing old clothes in between the cracks in the in the window pane. Like for a long time, our stories are surrounded by a poverty. And I think that we've gotten to a place where we don't want to see mm-hmm. that. We don't want to see that anymore. Mm-hmm. But this still exists in America, particularly, but all over the world. I've never seen poverty like I did in Cape Town, the most beautiful mm-hmm. place I've ever seen. That poverty hit me so hard I could not stop crying. And then it made it hard to enjoy anything. Like, how do you drive by this every day and act like you don't see it every day? I'm not too beat on that, on being there. But there are still stories inside of that 
that are important. How you stick together, how you move beyond having stuff, you know, what love looks like and how we how we move forward, how we get over. All of these stories, there's so many. I'm, you're making me want to write right now, like right now. I think it is an interesting thing to think about Black life and to really delve into what does it mean to be Black and live in this world and how does that present. And it's like, if you really think about it in that big of a way, there's so many stories, it feels overwhelming the amount of stories. Mm -hmm. It does not feel at all like, Oh, I'm I'm out of stories to tell. And there it is. But I think summed up. <laughs> you know what summed I mean? up. But but <laughs> I think what ends up happening like everything. You have creatives who are subject to, you know, these corporate structures and they have to deliver a certain kind of thing all the time and then they go into these rooms and they are not alone when they're making it and they're not able to really give the perspective that rings truest to them. And I think we're just kind of getting to that point where we're in a writer's room full of Black writers talking about Black lives. And that's still limited. It's funny. I'm like, I don't even think the, the Blackish room is 70-30. <laughs> and that is ironic beyond ironic. Mm -hmm. But it's the real story. It's a story that Robert Townsend had been trying to tell us back in the 80s. Yeah. It's a story that continues to be the case. But when you start talking about Black media and the freedom of having Black media, it's like then the conversation shifts from creativity to business. Mm -hmm. And it's like, who's going to do the business of this? How do we break away from that? How do we protect our art? How do we find sanctuary for our art? Probably a good question for Dave Chappelle. <gasps> mm -hmm. yeah. You think he did it? Create a sanctuary for his art? Yeah. At his house? Yeah. Because Neil Brennan was all over his TV show. I mean, it's not like he needs any more money. Right. People can... Say what they want, but do I know that? Do I even know that? I don't know what that man needs. I got to keep remembering. I mean, I, I know him, but I, don't, I ain't in his pocket. See how human that is, though, to do that, though? Yeah. Back to our other episode, but yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's the part that I want to get to. Just reminding myself, yeah, I don't know how he really, you know, looked good. I know I had a good time when I went. That was awesome. But did he create a safe haven for himself? And himself and his rich friends, yeah. Yeah. Yes. It was nice. I I'm that. sure it. Is there a sanctuary for black art without black wealth? I don't know. We need to ask the black wealthy. Well, why? Why we gotta ask the black wealthy? I don't know. I feel like the, I, in that way. Well, you're right. I'm like, since they have the abilities to have these sanctuaries. Let me turn it back. I remember there was a time period where somebody black would have something going on. Even in black families, mm -hmm. right? You got your cousin that's talented, right? They like, y'all just need to find Oprah. Or you just need to call Tyler Perry. Don't you live in Atlanta, girl? You need to go up and see Tyler Perry, girl, because he need to he need to go ahead and give you that opportunity. They still do that, Asia. Yeah, we still got yeah, I know. like that. <laughs> so you feel me? So my thing is, once we have black wealth that's situated within these structures and embedded in them, then how are we ever going to get this result we're looking for? This piece of black art that really represents who we are, that really tells our story, our full selves. How do we be our full selves in that? Do we take a moment and just like, again, no progress because aren't we getting pieces of ourselves? It's funny, as we're talking, I started thinking about black as fuck. And I was like, as many different criticisms as there are to that, isn't there some type of... I liked it especially depending on your exposure to Black Bougie. But there was some freedom that I felt in that yeah. for Kenya Barris in a way, right? Yeah. Because that was an mm -hmm. aspect of Black life. Mind you, it's small, though there are people like that. Blackish was the vehicle to him being able to actually push that freedom a little bit further down the pipe. We're getting bits and pieces, and that's really good. I just don't know. What's, what's his name? T Tanishi Coates? Oh, Tanishi Coates. I don't know how to say it. Hey, Tanahisi, Tanahisi, Tana Coats. I call him Coats in my house. <laughs> Coats, get the Coats book out. Him, him and James Baldwin, I think that they have really, really good representations of what it's like to be a Black man in this world. But there are so many more stories to tell. And I, I appreciate getting bits and pieces. I really believe that the Bible, it should be continued. So the stories just stop now. So nobody else is hearing the word of God. Nowhere. Look at the story of Whitney Houston. 
you know, someone that could sing like an angel, beautiful voice, and got corrupted by a business and became a product. Someone who was looking for love in all the wrong or right places. Someone who could not be authentically herself and resorted to. He could not. Is that not a story? You know, look at Michael Jackson. From a child, he had the voice of an old soulful man. There's so many stories to tell that if we were to continue the Bible, like if we're looking at these stories like folklore, you know, or Mm. and and, not anecdotes, but nonetheless, like Mm -hmm. Greek mythology as well. These stories Mm -hmm. about checking your ego, narcissus, get your life together. Mm. I know I'm not even going to argue or debate it. I know that there's more stories to tell. And I'm just really super grateful that these stories are finally being told. Look at black hair. Or was it good hair? Good hair. It was good hair. Wow. At the time, it wasn't at like anybody time. was really talking about our hair. You Which know. is funny, yes. Yeah. But now we circle back on that. We like, uh, Chris, you could have missed a lot. <laughs> well, he took the opportunity, but he took the opportunity that, he had, yes. that he had and the access that he had. Right. That we can critique. You know, the critique comes after the revolution. That's true. That's true. You do something and then people get to come behind it and then they get the theory popping. I think we have to be open and continue to be open to all the different ways we can approach this situation. Right. Because, like, I think sometimes people feel like it's not good enough unless it's this major theatrical release. We can make these stories. We don't have to wait. That's true. That's true. Look, we popping now. Everybody wants in on our stories. I want in. I want to see it on stage, too. More theatrical productions. Did you guys know that I'm on the board of Freedom Theater? I heard this from Mr. Dice Roll the I other day. I did not know this. I heard. Yeah, trying to get this thing up and moving. Because Freedom Theater is a staple. It is. And it gave so many young people an opportunity to show and experience and learn different talents. Hell yeah. On the stage I performed on as a grown-up. <laughs> From hanging lights to building sets yes. to, you know, working yeah. costumes. There's a lot of jobs in that. A lot of opportunities. It's a flagship. Yeah, it a beautiful, is. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful building. For writing. Oh, the building. It's a beautiful thing to see the willingness to pass the torch into a different leadership, because I think that that's important too. With a lot of black flagships, it can be very difficult, I think, moving from one generation to the next and bringing in fresh energy and ideas to preserve it, Mm -hmm. that the preservation of it is important. It has to involve the next generation. So I think that that is just an amazing thing and a beautiful thing that you're on the board there. And and, in every major city, there's a Freedom Theater. Mm -hmm. There's a place like that that needs to be preserved, that needs to have the resources and the creativity of the generation coming after to say, okay, we'll take the torch and move it into the next space, you know, and prepare a place for those who are coming after us. I just think that's... Hey, I always thought it was something to say for all of the famous sons and daughters that come out of cities. If they just gave a little something back, it would change the whole dynamics of the city that they come from. So, Jill, like, kudos to you. Shoot, kudos to, to Gamble in that way as well. Like, people who actually go back home and reinvest in home. The gag is, I really think that everybody on every level, you know, has to do something. Because if we're just waiting for, you know, some celebrity person that we think has a whole bunch of money to do something, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's cool. My camp has been around for 11 years mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's a pleasure to send kids out and have them just be free with their shoes off and mm-hmm. with their feet in the grass and riding horses and archery and that's wonderful. And we've seen our counselors go on to college and we help them there, but there's something that the neighborhood secretary can do. You know, maybe she Some of them are one or two girls and teaches them how to, quote unquote, you know, be a lady. Mm-hmm. You know, how to close your legs or fold your legs or cross your legs. Well, or- look, kudos to big brothers, big sisters, because a lot of those big brothers and big sisters are not celebrities and they're doing the work and all the other organizations. And that is that tribunal and that village that we're talking about yeah. when everybody yeah. does something when you're all participating yeah. for the benefit. Right. It doesn't have to be some big, gigantic mausoleum, you know, <laughs> some edifice. It could really just be a jump rope contest. Right. It really can. 
Everybody got powers. That's right. Right. We have this conversation with people all the time where they're like, oh, you know, what is your advice to artists? And we always say your best resource is to your left and your right. It's not above you. A lot of times when we're trying to get something done, there's a tendency, like I said, to be like, well, let's get Oprah on the phone. Let's write a letter. You know, <laughs> let's let's talk to so-and-so. Let's get this person in. And I think that they fail to realize that sometimes the person with the best ideas is the person you're sitting right next to you at that table. While y'all drafting letters to Oprah, y'all need to be looking to the left and asking Miss Mary, like, Miss Mary, I know you write grants. Do you think you could help do X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. Then after she writes X amount of grants, hey, we should put her in charge. Uh-huh. And I think a lot of times with our organizations that we do kind of miss the point sometimes about the communal aspect of it. So what you're saying is I absolutely agree with is like really powerful because, yes, we do need the resources of the wealthy and the resourced and the connected. That's all part of it. Yes, absolutely. But as a community, everything is done for us. So we should be involved in that. And that part of it is missing to a degree. And maybe that's just because of the disjointed way that we have our housing and stuff these days and our communities are not as diverse economically anymore. So you may not have the trash man and the dentist and the lawyer and the secretary all living in the same community Mm -mm. anymore. Mm -mm. So it may be hard to service each other in that way. But it's a smart idea to take a look at it and shift that kind of thinking. So I'm with that. Blacktown. Blacktown. That's Asia's dream town. Yeah. I've had a dream I've set with for many years. Blacktown. I've had that same dream. I call it Black Haven. Yeah, it, it predates the skit, by the way. There's a skit? Who did it? Yeah. What's my man? The dude from Get Out and his... Um... Jordan Peele? Oh, Peele. Key and Peele? Yeah, Key and Peele. Wow. They did a really cool skit called Blacktown. They are the blackest love on a white girl, blackies. And I don't know. I'm sorry. They, sorry. Yeah, I've noticed. I just, they really black, except when they go home. It's, that's a topic one day. I just. Oh, girl, go home for Thanksgiving because ain't they mama's wife? That part too. That's, that part too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part too. Both their mamas is white, to be honest with you. I think. <laughs> I'm saying, dang, you know what? Listen. Yes, that's okay. So it's just for their work. I got you. It's 50 and, and work. I got you. Yeah, 50 and work. Well, maybe I could be, maybe I could be the mom. Maybe I could be the aunt. Amy? We back to the woods. Yeah, at? I just oh. went back there for a second. <laughs> no, she ain't in no. there enough. She ain't in there enough. No. Jeez. Put your no. arms around me, child. No, I don't even Not remember that song. That's, how... <gasps> That's the best background vocals I think in the history of movies. Yeah, that was amazing. Aniem is Felicia Rashad. Oh, you better cast. You, you better. better cast. You're amazing. <laughs> Angel, when I finish this film, I'm sending it to you. I need you to cast my movie. Yes. Let me, let me, I like the titty shake. Let me find out that you have a whole other career or several. Go ahead. I'm willing to be of assistance in any way that I can be. Oh, nice. Just make sure you email it to Aja Richarna. Can you make sure that her sister right. Vanessa Del Rio get in it too? <laughs> You know I love her. <laughs> yes, we do. We, do. we okay. know. Yes, yes, we know. We, we know. We know. Yes. You ain't the only one. She is loved, honey. Throughout the land. <laughs> I, will, I will not give up my love for her. And the sea man. I will not. And the sea man. I hate you. I hate you deep down inside. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Mm, 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 I hate you mm. deep down inside. You understand what I'm saying? Like, if I was there, I'd lick you on the face. <laughs> That's what I would do. That's right. That's right. That's what I would do. Lick you on the face. I could feel that when you said it. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, the world probably thinks that you have lavender and vanilla in your spit. So it might actually be some. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. She said, oh, but I do, though. Oh, but I do. (laughs) Some boxes I will take. (laughs) Oh, I do. We'll be back after the break. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, 
and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. This Father's Day, shop at the Home Depot to find the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. He's the weed-fighting, hedge-trimming, leaf-blowing lord of the lawn. He sees the job, and he gets it done. Because your dad is a doer. So show him you appreciate everything he does with the tools he needs to power up his landscaping game. This Father's Day, give him the convenience and gas-like power of innovative and durable Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. For everything Dad does, everything he is, and everything he can be, find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen, very sexy push-up bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like black shine, green, and citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. Now in this season's must-have shades and patterns. Add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. No, but I certainly want to uplift everybody for real, for real. Like the wiz. It's always gonna come back to this. Well, I always want you to be everything. That's yes. just me. I want you to be everything that you are. We didn't talk about Issa Rae. Yes, indeed. And Lena Wave, who we doing? We just talking about black people telling black story. Okay, Lena Wave, then we gonna go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. What's the man that did Twelve Years a Slave? They got the name like the the, the white man. Ava DuVernay. Ava DuVernay. That one too. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then we talking about also too. That the the thing about she has a distribution company. Mm-hmm. So then also to taking the ownership of the stories that one step further and giving that vibe. Oh, we have to shout out Maori. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Maori Caramel Holmes. Yeah, we have to shout her out because being able to have some place to house all the work. The work has to be seen. And Mayori would want us to shout out the Pan-African Film Festival and the other festivals that came before her. I know she would be like, oh, you know, it's so, yeah. Yeah, yeah all of that. Yeah, we want to see us. Yeah. We want to see us and not just in the little tiny ways that you think you know us or that we think we know us. We want to see us. And big ups to Tyler Perry's moves because I feel like he's moving to distribution. I don't know. I feel like this man about to mm. be first black. And that studio, let's, come on, having that studio, yeah. that was a power 
move. Yeah. yeah. And a power move really from a person who, and let me tell you, y'all know I don't get into this bootstrap theory mess, and y'all know how I feel about that. Pulling them up, but okay. It needs to be said that this was a man who did not go the route that everybody said that a person would have to go True. in order to get this result. And he did get that result and did put hella black folks to work in the process. That's something that you cannot take away from this man, nor should you want to. Yeah, because when I met him, he was sleeping in the car and he got out and I was like, hey, you want a sandwich or something? And he's like, I sure do. And I said, all right, let me help you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might like this rumor starting shit. Like, I think I might enjoy it a little bit. Oh, shit. I think. So, back to the other episode, everybody. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to understand how that could be a little fun. No, reality is Tyler Perry came into French Connection when I was working on South Street and I sold him a shirt. Bitch, and what? Yeah. He said, well, what are you doing tonight? Nice rapport conversation. He said, well, what are you doing tonight? I said, I'm not doing anything. He said, well, I have a play that was playing at The Forest, if I'm not mistaken. He was like, you'll have a ticket there. What's your name? I was like, Jill Scott. That's so crazy. And then he left me two tickets and I went to see a play. And I didn't know until I looked at the playbill that he had written it, directed it, and was in it and had produced it. Mm. I didn't get a chance to say anything to him after that. But I walked away like, oh, wow. I definitely had a perception that I was walking into some kind of chitlin circuit thing mm. in my uppity theater background. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm doing it here. But I actually had a really good time. All these years later, he gave me my first opportunity in a film. That's amazing. That's so amazing. But even the gospel play industry, so amazing and its resistance to the yeah. mainstream Broadway situation. Yeah. Shout out to David E. Talbert. Yes. Hey. Mama, I want to sing. Y'all remember yes, that? Yes, yes. These were our moments to tell our stories our way. Mm-hmm. Controlled by us and that catered to us. Yeah. Again, you know what I mean? Progress, because we started as plays and videotapes in your doctor's office. And now it has evolved for one man into a studio situation. That could be distribution. My God, today. Listen, even though he said he slept in a car, I don't know what big ass car that was, because that motherfucker's seven feet. But you do what you got to do. What car? You do what you got to do. Little Lincoln. Uh, uh. She's still Lincoln. Bye. I'm grateful for all the new theater, too, because mm. like Hamilton, you mm-hmm. know, because forever theater sound like, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what all theater sound like. No, Bailey, I'm not going to go with you. No business like show business. Like no business I know. <laughs> I did like that shit, though. I'm not going to lie. I, love I still that. love it. I still love it, but it needed to graduate. Just it like did. our films, they just need to graduate and they are doing it. And I'm so geeked about it that Jack gets to watch these movies where he's got superhero little black boys, you know, that he gets to see that, where he gets to see that the made at a studio built by a black man. These are their baselines. Yes. Isn't that crazy? They started life with a black president. These kids are all bucked up. They don't right. <laughs> right. They have no idea. They have no idea from whence they came. Wasn't that the goal, though? Yes, it was. Yes. For our great, great, great grandparents that uh, one day their descendants wouldn't even know what it's like to have to work in somebody's field or uh, all the other horrendous things. Yeah, I don't know what it's like, but I want you to know that it happened and it existed. That's the part. Yes. Yes. And that's the reason why we're going to continue to tell slave narrative. Just, you know. Yeah, because there's like a whole group of folks that are absolutely like, they're kind of like middle passage deniers. They're like, yo, that didn't happen. Like, so I'm like, yo, we need to tell these stories. We don't have a lot of middle passage movies. Do you remember when the Holocaust didn't happen? Remember that a couple of years ago? And they were like, the Holocaust didn't happen. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, yo, bro, look, <laughs> you, you need to sit down. We need, to, we need to get some movies and some books. And <laughs> Didn't they have video? You's a reaching ass, ain't you? You do you? Who you reaching? That's what they said. No, that's, that's interesting. Somebody said that the other day. The Holocaust was the greatest tragedy ever shown, and slavery was the greatest tragedy never shown. Something like that. It was like uh. I feel like again, there's an opportunity here to uplift a lot of 
resources around our stories and let people understand that there are people out here spending years studying this, every aspect of Black life, from our struggles to our religious practices to how we look at the stars. Every single thing that involves our lives, man, is so much out there. And we can start in the books, but it has to spread itself out to the music, to the movies, to the whole thing. You know what I mean? Have either of y'all seen Diane Reeves perform live Mm -mm. before? No. She does this thing with her voice where she just, I feel like she's just calling to the ancestors. I believe it. That thing crazy. It is one of the most amazing things vocally that I've ever witnessed. That's part of it too. It doesn't always have to be like an actual movie with a storyline. Sometimes it's an experience with art yeah. and opening up those spaces for the vocalists, the musicians, everybody to be able to tell this story, to build on this narrative, to continue to tell those things. Because they have spent hundreds of years lying to us. Huh. Telling us that we didn't have no feelings. Yeah. Our skin was thicker. (laughs) (laughs) Thus, shea butter. (laughs) So now that all the cultures in America are open to the Black stories, what slavery-based movies would you say to start with? Or TV? Oh, I have so many I want to hear. I'll just go and throw in the remix of Roots that they did like a year or two ago when they remade Roots and really gave it like... I would love to see a massive three-hour type biopic on W.E.B. Du Bois. Uh, no, I mean, that's already made. Oh. What would you tell somebody to go, to go, you need to see these? Oh, Daughters of the Dust for real. Right. Yeah, I definitely think 12 Years a Slave. I'd sat in that theater, I cried so hard, and I thought about it. I went by myself. And I was like, uh, you know, maybe I should <laughs> pull it back together. Mm-hmm. Nah, I was like, ah. People cried and mourned out loud for uh, Schindler's List. So you are allowed. Yeah, so I was like, ah. <laughs> Girl, I went to go see that joint in Maniunk in Philly, and I watched white people walk out. I watched them walk out, too. Mm-hmm. So that's when you know it. it's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know they hit. Take that. Ow. What you scared of, ma'am? I really felt a way because I got a chance to see what freedom felt like during those times. And it seemed like, okay, well that's, I mean, it's way better. It's, a star. It's, it's way better. And he was a learned man, had a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden to go to that. See, I felt like you could really feel the depths of despair. I will not fall into the pit of despair. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Aja. I said daughters, but that's not really a slave narrative. I'm going to throw this one out here. I know there was hella controversy around it, but film for film, Birth of a Nation. Birth of a Nation, the original versus... What? Not not the original not oh. the original Birth of a Nation. Okay, your boy. Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, the other Birth of a Nation that was done by the brother, he had a bunch of controversy going on at the time. Damn, we can't even remember his name no more. That's so messed up. Damn. Oh, Nate? His name is Nate. Nate, Nate, Nate. Nate Parker. I would have got it fast if he's married to a sis. He's not. Girl, no, that's why everybody was like, all right, then. That's what I mean. <laughs> Don't lose the feeling that <laughs> But what I really want to see, I really want to see like a huge biopic about W.B. Du Bois because his man who's born literally at the, the moment that we stopped being slaves. And then his entire life story tells the story of our struggle in a lot of ways. And he ends up a Pan-Africanist, which is like amazing. There's that. I definitely want to see a story that goes into really how slaves turned the tide in the Civil War. I want to see that story. That story about how the Union had to come and find us. And then we had already walked off the plantations. We didn't wait for Abraham Lincoln. Uh Like, I want to see that. I want to see some movies about the Maroons, the Maroons in Haiti, the Maroons in in Brazil, the Maroons here in America. They didn't want to be a part of American society. They didn't say free us and let us be a part of your government. They're like, we want to have sovereignty. We don't want to have nothing to do with y'all. I want to see a movie about that. You can have sovereignty now. Where? In the United States. Didn't they do it in Portland? Like they had their own little city in the- <laughs> For a minute until Trump was like, all right, that's enough. You can have sovereignty now. What else? 
I'd like to see more about the middle passage and what happened before the middle passage. Like, I would like to see the transaction, a lot more the transaction between the Ghanaians and the West Africans and the Americans. I just want to know more how we got here, people. Maybe the slave trader, the black slave trader. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I want to, yeah. yes. I want to know about, right, that's right, what I right. want to know. I want to know how they convinced you. <laughs> what was the day you were like, deal? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do, right. Mm-hmm. And when you realized that you were getting duped. I would love to see a little bit more about the African influence in South America. Because everyone thinks that most of the slaves came here to America. And by far, most of them went to the Caribbean and to Brazil and to Cuba. I think Bahia, Brazil was like one of the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Brazil and Cuba and all these different places. I would love to see some movies. And, and I'm sure there's some that are not English speaking that are already about it. But I would love to see some some movies about that. That's an interesting question. I would be curious to know how many movies there are that aren't American made about slavery. Because I told y'all I had that conversation with the actress that played Ruby and Lovecraft, and she's British, and she made it sound like we're just so much more knowledgeable. But she's dope. So much more knowledgeable about our blackness and our history than they are. She said she really, yeah. She said it's very different. My American blacks, oh, for lack of a better term, way more woke. Well, I mean, it's the same thing with like black Canadians. Mm-hmm. They just didn't have to carry the. They carried other stuff. They just didn't have to carry American slavery everywhere they went. That's us. Mm. And even in Africa, I can't speak for the whole continent, but they don't really think about, you know. They don't teach it. I mean, that's not a slavery thing, but I'm fascinated by learning a lot about how West Africa, they don't even address slavery in their curriculum education, like, <laughs> which is... Well, really, they don't hear either. Fatih and I did this docu-series where we talked to a bunch of folks in our community about what happened over this summer. And one of the things that we talked with everyone about was, one of the questions was, what was your first time learning about Black life, like in school? And Black people and white people alike. It was like... Uh, civil rights movement, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, never. Damn. Uh, I didn't learn until I went to college. There's been no real, what's the word, discourse. So we were spoiled, Asia. I feel like that DMV, DC living, and maybe being in a majority black town uh, and where blacks were indifferent, I don't know, but I, I feel like my education started way earlier. But Mine did too. I think a lot of it has to do with your parents, but then also too, like I said, if you grow up in a city like DC, which is like so chocolatey in terms of like even your educators. I didn't actually have a Caucasian teacher or a non-Black teacher until I was in the seventh grade. Wow. Wow. I didn't have a male teacher until I was in the seventh grade. Shout out to Brent Elementary School. My primary school, the principal was a Black woman PhD. I had more than one Black woman teacher who had a master's degree. All of my teachers were black women from K through sixth grade. My science teacher was a black woman. My gym teacher was a black woman. My music teacher was a black woman. The gifted and talented teacher was a black woman. There was literally two black men in the whole building. One of them was our sanitation engineer. And the other person was our occasional computer teacher. Can I tell you what's dope and sad about that at the same time? While that's dope that that was so sister and circle back to right now in 2020 and does D.C. and P.G. County have an issue with Black male teachers? They are looking, it was just on CNN the other day, they are yearning for Black males to come teach these kids. Listen, it's the same here. Same here in Philly. That's why shout outs to my son who's in school, who wants to be an educator, pow, pow, pow. Yeah, pow, pow. To all the Black male education majors. What's going to be his other job? Singing, right? <laughs> but see, that's the problem. No, listen, only Black people respond like this when you tell them your kid wants to be an educator. Yo, you mean because they pay teachers so bad? Like, what's his other job? Yeah, they'll be like, he ain't never going to make no money. No, I'm not saying that. No, we got to stop doing that. I'm not saying that. got to stop doing that. I was in school to be a teacher. (laughs) I am actually quite very much in love with the teacher. You sure? I am. Mm. She said, "Mm -hmm." yeah. But they don't pay teachers what they deserve. You just did it! (laughs) They don't. Right, but you use the deserve word. They don't. Okay. They don't. So you got to, you know, like, what's the other job? That's interesting because it's like private school pays. 
there you go. Or the level of education. Yeah, because I said, here's the thing we don't talk about. Teachers themselves in general do not get paid the kind of money they need to get paid. However, having a certain level of education, certifications help. Yeah. Also to not longevity. What's the word when you've been in a job a long time? Tenure helps. All these things help. You know, I know some teachers who do very well for themselves, actually, but they've taken the time to like continue their education, to get different certifications so that when they get those jobs, they can ask for certain income. Now, that's not the case everywhere. So before all the teachers go off on me on my social medias. Yeah. <laughs> not your medias. Because I love teachers and I have so many fantastic relationships with teachers. But yeah, yeah, they don't. And he doesn't have a second job. He wants to eventually have his own school and work in mental health curriculum, uh-huh. particularly as it pertains to black boys. But Beautiful. at the end of the day, he has goals to do that. But he was really clear with me. He said, Mom, my goal is to be in the classroom. And if I never leave the classroom, that's fine with me. Because he wanted me to know. Uh-huh. He was like, I need you to know that. And you don't have to say, oh, he's going to do this, 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 No. He said, if I'm a seventh grade teacher for the rest of my life, that would be fine with me. That is beautiful. Because that's beautiful. Look at what you did. I know. Look at what you did. But right now, child, he is singing. He putting out records and stuff. May God bless his heart. Bless his soul. Yeah. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. What's up, y'all? It's Eves back again at the end of an episode to share some things you can take with you after this conversation about Black stories. They mentioned too many movies, shows, and theaters for me to list here, but if you missed any, listen to the episode again and jot them down. What better place to start than the stories themselves and the institutions that support them? Other than that, Aja would like to refer you to the Equal Justice Institute. It opened the Legacy Museum and National Memorial for Peace and Justice in Montgomery, Alabama. The museum does a really good job at tracing the line from slavery to mass incarceration in the U.S. And the artwork, archival materials, and presentations there are really moving. And the memorial is a poignant reminder of everything that we had to go through on this land. Of course, this history is a big part, not the only part, but an impactful part of Black American narratives. And in the same vein, Laia recommends visiting the National Museum of African American History and Culture when that's possible again, to learn more about Black experiences of slavery. There are countless, countless Black filmmakers and writers that we could shout out as well. But instead of spending the rest of our lives here on this episode today, I'll point you to Michael J. Dennis, a filmmaker and the founder of the production company Real Black, as well as the Black Star Film Festival, which highlights and supports the work of Black, Brown, and Indigenous artists. Links in the description, as always. Thank you for listening to Jill Scott Presents J.Ill, the podcast. This podcast is hosted by Jill Scott, Laia St. Clair, and Aja Graydon Dantzler. Its executive producers are Jill Scott, Sean G., and Brian Calhoun. It's produced by Laia St. Clair and me, Eves Jeffcoat. The editing and sound design for this episode were done by Christina Loringer. You can't have bad breath one day. Like, <laughs> that's a story for a lifetime. You know, I was with Jill Scott at the market the other day, and her breath was hot. Pumping, pumping, pumping. All right, girl, I call you back. Do, 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 do. Hello? Guess what? I was at the market with Jill Scott, and her breath was horrible. Mm-hmm. All right, let me call you back. Do, 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 do. You got to do the evolution, though. The, the rumor didn't change there. I was with Jill at the market the other day, and, her and she lost a tooth. There you go. Her breath smells stale. Yeah, she... Her breath smelled so bad, I thought it was a tooth rotting in the back. I asked her. She said she did confirm she had that. <laughs> she confirmed it.
She said she was taking ginger for her gingivitis. Exactly. J.L is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And hmm. not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is.